Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do cover the Green Bay Packers. Are we there for anything else? Let's go. Alright, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is Wednesday, February 14th, and today we are going to lay out the NFL offseason. That's the first thing. The Packers, 2024 offseason, really. And then, because it is Valentine's Day, Wednesday, February 14th, we're going to do a little small segment at the end. I think we did this last Valentine's Day. Basically, which Green Bay Packer needs a little bit more love. But main part of this episode is laying out the offseason, so I want to jump into that. Before we jump into that, I want to talk about one thing, one bit of extremely somber news. There was a shooting during the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. So Chiefs on Sunday won the Super Bowl, and then today there was a shooting at that parade. One person, I I believe it's just one that we know of, was killed in that shooting. Her name, Lisa Lopez Galvin. Uh, She was a mother of two, disc jockey in Kansas City. She was shot and killed at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Uh, Many others were wounded. I think nine children were wounded in this parade. I'm not looking to to get political here. I know this whole issue of gun control is something that people want to talk about. I'm not looking to talk about that. I just want to say that at some level, this is a human issue. And the fact that, I mean, especially for for Lisa, who, again, is the person that was shot to death at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade, the fact that you can go to this kind of event, which is supposed to be this terrific celebration of your favorite team having just won a Super Bowl for the second straight season, the fact that that can turn into this deadly shooting is awful. And I don't know how that can leave anyone anything other than distraught. It is devastating. Nothing is, is going to get done about it. People are going to say thoughts and prayers and nothing is going to change. Nothing has changed with any of these shootings. Nothing's going to change with this one. But I I wanted to mention it. I wanted to express how saddened I am by this and look, I I live in I live in Canada. I'm I'm happy I do live in Canada, but as a man who's an American citizen, someone who has relatives there, someone who obviously travels there, someone who who lives in a country that borders America. This shit is scary. And that is that is all I have to say. This is so freaking scary. And I really really hope that some way somehow a solution is going to be found, but right now there is no solution, and it's tough to have hope that one is going to be found. An awful, tragic event. 
All right. Wanted to talk about that. Wanted to mention that quickly. A little bit off the, the, the beaten path, the stuff we normally talk about, but I felt like it was something that I wanted to address. With that, let's transition. Let's move on to laying out the NFL offseason, laying out important dates, what I will be covering during those dates. First, so, so first, we're going to lay out each date, important dates in this upcoming offseason. And then I'm going to talk about what I'm going to be covering, how you know the podcast is going to look, your podcast feed is going to look between those dates. So important dates this offseason, February 20th, teams can put franchise tags on their players that are up and entering free agency. So basically, if uh, a player was on the Packers last year and their contract is expiring coming up, they could, in theory, put a franchise tag on that guy. Now, I don't see the Packers putting a franchise tag on any guy or any guy entering free agency because the franchise tag is a mechanism that was designed so that teams could keep around their their quote-unquote franchise players in order to find some contract negotiation, keep them around. It was supposed to be better for the sport of, of football. But the way a franchise tag works is that a team can place this, this tag on a player and it immediately signs the player to a one-year deal. And so they're forced to stick around on that team for another season. But they do get paid. In fact, the amount they get paid ends up being an average of the salary of the top paid players at the position of whatever the player is, right? So the Packers, when they place the franchise tag on Devontae Adams, the salary that he would be getting paid had he not been traded to Vegas would be the average salary of the top paid players at the wide receiver spot. Some, it was something like the average of the top 10 salaries. I don't know the exact number. So the main players that Green Bay has entering free agency are not guys that you want to pay that type of money. For example, Josiah DeGuara is going to be entering free agency. If the Packers were to franchise tag him, he would automatically get $11 million. Nobody is paying that for Josiah DeGuara and what he brings. Because honestly, I'm not sure he brings anything. So even if Green Bay had a big player leaving in free agency, I, d- I wouldn't expect them to use the franchise tag. I definitely don't expect them to use it with no big player leaving in free agency. The Packers rarely use the franchise tag anyway. They used it the, the I want to say one time since 2011. They used it was on Devontae, and then they proceeded to trade him. So doesn't really matter for us, but franchise tag deadline is February, or not deadline. Franchise tag window will open on February 20th. The deadline we'll talk about in a second. Next major event, chronologically, February 27th to March 4th is the NFL Scouting Combine at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. I love the Scouting Combine. It, it is, this is maybe one of the most impressive feats of marketing genius from the NFL. It is, uh, it's perhaps a microcosm of what the NFL has done in general, that they managed to turn what was originally a place simply for official measurements to be done, you know, officially measure the height and weight of prospects, they managed to turn that into an event that is televised for an entire week, basically sweeps NFL coverage, honestly is a lot of the talk of town in sports coverage for that entire week. So, yeah, incredible 
that they've managed to turn the combine into such a massive event. But the reality is, it's not a big deal from a learning stuff standpoint about prospects. That being said, the combine sort of marks when I like to really start digging into prospects. I, I like to dig into prospects a little bit before I've actually started digging into them now. But the combine marks when I start putting out a lot of my prospect content. So. Spoiler alert for when I talk about what I'm going to be putting out between which dates. Combine, a little bit important in that way. So the Combine, February 27th to March 4th. Then franchise tag deadline. So the last day for teams to put a franchise tag on their players, March 5th. Then March 11th and 12th is the negotiating period. At that point, teams can legally, legally quote-unquote, can by rule negotiate new contracts with prospective unrestricted free agents. So these are guys whose contracts technically, I guess, have not yet expired with the team that they're on, but they can go in and they can negotiate contracts because in just a couple of days, they'll be unrestricted free agents. At that time, however, you I'm not sure you can offer contracts and you definitely cannot sign contracts. However, so that is March 11th and 12th. Then March 13th, the new league year the 20, for the 2024 NFL season in this case opens. And at the same time, free agency begins. So at that point, all of this negotiating that's gone on in the past two days that sort of begins to, begins to show as unrestricted free agents sign contracts with new teams. And this is another big point in the offseason. For teams like the Chicago Bears, this is when they win their trophies, their championships, their awards, because the Chicago Bears are phenomenal at having no good players, which means they have a lot of cap space to spend. And then they go out, they sign some big money free agents, and they get the national media praising them for signing these big name guys. Green Bay, meanwhile, they're not going to do anything in these early stages of free agency. All the big fish tend to go off the board in the first week or so with littler fish sprinkled in and then as we extend later into the off season you know the end of march april may june the fish get littler and littler and littler on average so free agency it continues through the rest of the off season but really march 13th is when those big fish go green bay is not going to do anything in those first in really the first probably three or four weeks. They might sign a smaller guy here or there. I do I do think over the course of the offseason, meaning March through July or so, they'll sign some of these little fish, as they always do, like when they signed Jonathan Owens last offseason. But we're going to be waiting a little bit. We're not going to get anything brand new or any sort of brand new contracts coming out towards the beginning of the new league year, which begins again March 13th. New league year begins March 13th, 2024, that's when the 2024 NFL season officially opens, and that's when free agents can can sign. All right, next, March 24th to, through 27th, the annual league meeting. Basically, what happens there is Matt, Brian, they, they all go, they get interviewed a couple of times, we get to hear those guys talk, and then we get the awesome coach and GM photos, where I get to look at Andy Reid and his Hawaiian t-shirt and Matt LaFleur and his nice little button-up shirt. Yeah, that's all, that's all cool. Then, April 15th, Packers can technically officially begin their off-season program. 
nothing really important happens during this time, but technically this is when they can begin their offseason program. Then next important dates, NFL draft, April 25th through April April 27th. This is going to be an absolute blast. I, I There's not too much I can say on the draft. You guys know what the draft is, but I, I can tell you we're going to have a bunch of draft coverage prepped, and when the time comes, we'll be more than, the, more than ready. The NFL draft is going to be a blast. Next, fifth year option deadline is May 2nd. So this is the deadline for the Green Bay Packers to exercise the fifth year option on the player that they drafted in round one three years ago. So this year, that'd be Eric Stokes. They could potentially put the fifth year option on Eric Stokes, which means not only would he be under contract for next year, but additionally for the year after. However, there's no way they use that fifth year option on Eric Stokes. I I simply think it's too risky to guarantee him that fifth year with his injury history. Maybe, maybe, maybe they do it, but I can't see it. All right, then, so that's May 2nd. Then we move on to sort of the rest of May, later May and early June. And that is where a lot of stuff, well, relatively to the rest of what's going to follow, that is where most of the stuff happens. So there's in May and early June, rookie minicamp, OTAs, mandatory minicamp, and the schedule release. So all these things happened different times, May and early June. First is rookie minicamps. So these will come for shortly following the NFL draft. Essentially, rookies come in and they start getting acclimated. They get, you know, get their playbooks, get really caught up on everything that they've missed having not played with the in this case the Packers for at all while everyone else has played for the Packers for at least a season. Then later in May, OTAs begin. This is where most players come in voluntarily. This is voluntary OTAs. With the with the young team that Green Bay has, I expect pretty much everyone to come in. I'm, I'm not sure who would choose not to come in for OTAs. Maybe guys like Preston Smith, but most guys are going to come in for voluntary OTAs. They're going to get their work in. This is really the, the meat of the off-season program. And then the real meat comes in early June, mandatory minicamp where it's required. The players come in, and this is sort of where this is the big portion of the big chunk of the offseason program. The Packers go in there, they work with the guys. We get this is where we get our first tweets of Jordan Love throwing seven on seven routes versus air, completes a deep ball to Christian Watson. And then, you know, you get that short lived joy for, for two weeks for mandatory minicamp, and then it's taken away as early June disappears. Late June comes into focus, and we have to cry for most of June and most of July before training camp finally kicks off at the end of July, and then we get to start to feel like football's back. Also in May, I forgot to mention, the schedule the schedule release. So we already know who Green Bay is going to be playing next year, but we get to figure out where, when, when their bye week is, all that good stuff. We'll, of course, have some episodes talking about the schedule release in there, so a lot of a lot of stuff, well, again, relatively, a lot of stuff happens in May, and then cry for, for the late bit of June, well, middle and late bit of June, a lot of June, a lot of July, a lot of June and July are just spent crying, especially if the Cubs suck as a Cubs fan. I'm sorry to all the Brewers fans out there. I have to, I'm going to have to keep saying that. And then July, training camp kicks off, and we start to feel like football's back. You're going to get those drive-by-drive updates, the tweets of Jordan throwing to his receivers. 
Unfortunately, it's just six months away, and I already missed football. All right, those are the important dates that I've laid out, so let's go through exactly what Dedicated Packers is going to look like in that time. So, from now, well, actually, no, let's do a quick recap of the important events by month. So, in February, you get the NFL Scouting Combine. That does go into, into early March. Then in March, you get the new league year, and you get free agency beginning. Then, in April, you obviously have the NFL Draft. In May and early June, you get the team offseason programs, rookie minicamp, OTAs, mandatory minicamp, as well as the schedule release. Then, in the rest of June, you get nothing. You're sitting on your couch crying. In July, you're crying for 80% because there is no football, but at the very end, football is back. You go into August, the offseason's over, we start getting preseason football, we're back, training camp, preseason, and eventually the regular season. So, some events in there to, to keep you tuned in, and then you, there will be down, down spots. I say that every offseason. There's going to be times where you're a little bit sad, because we, it's been... <laughs> You you get to you get to June 30th and you're just thinking, oh my god, it's been six months since the Green Bay Packers played football. I just want to see them play football. And unfortunately, you gotta wait a little bit longer. But let's talk about what I'm going to be covering in each of those sort of windows. So, first, from now until the NFL Scouting Combine. So basically now to the beginning of March, basically for the rest of, of February, I'm gonna continue to wrap up the NFL season. I have some episodes I want to to get to that discuss things that happened last year. Spoiler alert, one of those is probably going to be a, a ranking of my top five favorite games from last year. I love that. That is going to be a lot of fun. So going to wrap up 2023 from now until basically the beginning of March. So the rest of February. Then from the NFL scouting combine, until the NFL draft, so basically all of March and April, we're going to do something a little bit similar and a little bit different from last year. So I thought our system last offseason worked great. What I would do was I would release prospect episodes on Sundays and then team episodes on, on, on Wednesdays. But I want to do something a little bit new while still carrying that over. So the new thing that I wanted to do is... We are going to put out far more frequent, the goal is daily, episodes called Prospect Profiles. And there are around 55 days from the end of the Combine to the NFL Draft. Feels pretty doable to me to put out 55 Prospect Profile episodes, one every day, 10 to 20 minute episode, where we just do a deep dive on the prospect. And we're not going to do top, top, top prospects. We're not going to do Caleb Williams or Drake May because there's no chance the Green Bay Packers draft those guys. But we will do the top prospects that Green Bay has a chance of drafting, be it at pick 25 or later. So basically, all of the best prospects that could be there at 25, so not Caleb Williams or Drake May, all of those guys we are going to discuss, and 55 of those guys, more specifically, we're going to discuss. I'm so excited for that. I think this will be this will be our first time doing some of these rapid-fire short-form episodes. It should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. Hopefully you are too. 
we'll see how that goes. And then we're we're still going to continue with our standard long form episodes, probably still every Wednesday and Sunday. We're probably still every Sunday going to put out our usual prospect episodes. So we're going to discuss maybe some some later round picks at different positions that I couldn't get to in the prospect profile because I'm going to be discussing fifth rounders and sixth rounders. And in the prospect profiles, I'm discussing first, second, and third rounders. So Sunday's still going to be more prospect laden. Wednesday's going to be more team team driven. But that's that's my plan from the scouting combine to the NFL draft. I am really, really excited about that. Prospect profile, expect it to be fun. Can't wait to do that. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. And then after the NFL draft, in the post-draft period, so that's really most of immediately following April. Actually, the way we ended up doing it last year was our our rookie deep dives ended up lasting all the way through June, I want to say. So I'm going to be doing a bunch of rookie deep dives where I look at every rookie that the Green Bay Packers drafted in 2024, and I'm going to say, this is what this guy is going to bring you. We're going to do a deep dive into all those guys. And then, of course, we're going to bring out any sort of newsworthy episode. So mini camp OTAs, we're going to discuss all of that. As we head towards camp, we'll be looking more at the current state of the roster, any position battles that we should be focused on. And really, throughout that time, I'm going to dribble in standard episodes. Maybe uh, an episode where we deep dive into Jordan Love. Or, I mean, I keep talking about this. Or Jeff Halfley. Or Matt LaFleur. Something like that. But, in general, expect deep dives into the Packers draft class from May through June. Expect training camp episodes, really, in July. And really, throughout that post-draft to training camp period i'll bring out any sort of any sort of news newsworthy episodes again mini camps otas we'll talk about all of that of course we'll bring out a schedule release episode so that's going to be a bunch of fun all of that really the big thing that i want i want you to to think about and get excited about is the prospect profiles which will be coming out every day after the scouting combine until the nfl draft super 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 excited about that all right. Lastly, before I end this episode, I want to jump into my Valentine's Day segment because we have to talk about a Green Bay Packer who needs more love. And look, the easy, easy, easy cop-out answer here might be Carrington Valentine because, first of all, I think he's a little bit underappreciated. He was productive this past season. He he gets a little bit of respect, but maybe not as much as he deserves. So I was close. I was thinking, hey, you know, I really, really, really could justify giving this to Carrington. And then, of course, there's the entire fact that his name is literally Valentine. This award is built for Carrington Valentine. If Carrington Valentine doesn't win this award, what award can he win? Right? I'm just kidding. Love you, Carrington. But I decided to go somewhere else. And that somewhere else is to a spot along the offensive line. And I was debating, I was thinking about Rashid Walker a little bit. Unfortunately, you know, I gave Comeback Player of the Year to Zach Tom over Rashid. Now I'm going to give this award to someone else over Rashid. So Rashid's really being slighted here. But I'm giving this award to Elton Jenkins. And Elton, relatively quietly, had a Pro Bowl caliber season. I don't think he ended up making it. But 
he had a Pro Bowl caliber season. He had a really freaking good season. And I think the reason he's not getting the recognition maybe is is twofold. Maybe it's one, the fact that people are a little bit more down on Elton after the year he had last year. That's on the one side of the spectrum. But maybe it's also because this Pro Bowl caliber play has sort of become the expectation with Elton. But the way he's got here has been pretty difficult. Now, obviously, he looked very good in 2019 after he was drafted, was phenomenal in 2020 and 2021 before tearing his ACL, but he did tear his ACL, and that sucks, and that was awful, and I hated that for him. Anytime a player tears their ACL, you're gonna feel crushed, and I felt crushed. I felt crushed for Elton, but he came back. He came back in week two of 2022. And my God, did Elton look awful. He looked terrible. Just Elton's back. Everyone was excited. And for five weeks, week two to week seven, he was bad. Straight up bad at right tackle. He was allowing a bunch of pressures. I think the only person who had allowed more pressures than Elton Jenkins through those five weeks that he was back was Royce Newman, which if you guys know Royce Newman, it is very tough to beat Royce. And I think I think Elton was actually close to beating Royce in terms of pressures allowed. Did not look good. So then the Packers moved him back to left guard, which I was a fan of. But he he looked better. But he didn't look like Elton, like 2020, 2021 Elton. It took a lot of adjusting for him. Obviously, in large part due to the fact that he tore his ACL, which is a massive injury to come back from. But then as the season started coming to a close, Elton really started, I thought, rounding into form. I thought he looked very good down the stretch for Green Bay, and I was excited about 2023. 2023 started out a little bit tough, though. Week one against Chicago, he was good. Week two, however, against Atlanta, he got injured. And I think his, I think it was a, no, I don't think it was. I know it was a knee injury. And I, I do believe that that had a little bit of a lingering effect on him. I think he, he came back, I want to say week three against New Orleans, but he struggled a little bit. Week four against Detroit, he definitely struggled a little bit. Even week five against, against Vegas, he struggled a little bit. Elton wasn't quite back. But then the bye week hit. And then week six, no, not week six, week seven against Denver, eight against Minnesota, nine against LA, Elton started looking good. And by, what, the the Thanksgiving game, the Chargers game, he had reverted back to 2020-2021 form, and for the rest of that season, he was truly phenomenal. He was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal for most of, of 2023, and the stats back that up. He, I don't think he allowed, no, I know he didn't allow a single sack throughout 2023. That was heading into the Niners game. I'm pretty sure he didn't allow a sack in that game either. So no sacks allowed in 2023 at left guard for Elton. He had four total penalties on the season. He was excellent. And I think the biggest reason I'm giving him this award, not just because he's so good on the field and was so good on the field and was a massive part of their running game being able to be as good as it was down the stretch. But I'm also giving him this award because Elton doesn't get enough credit. Everyone expects 
elite play from Elton, and some people, when they don't get it, are, are very angry, but pretty much everyone is, is very quiet when they do get it. And whether that's because they expect it, or they just don't notice it, I don't know. But people do not talk about Elton Jenkins, and specifically what he did this past year, enough. They don't appreciate exactly what Elton, Elton gives them. And he is one of the best left guards in the league. Not the best. He's not an all-pro at left guard. But he is a top, what, five left guard in the NFL. Top seven, top eight for sure. And he showed it this year. He was truly, truly phenomenal. And I, I wanted to spend some time giving Elton Jenkins some love, some credit. Shout out Elton Jenkins. Lovely, lovely performance this past year from Elton. All right, that's what I have for you in this episode. Off-season layout, couple of big dates. Again, February, scouting combine. That comes at the end of February. March, new league year. April, NFL draft. May and early June, team off-season programs and rookie minicamp, OTAs, mandatory minicamp. Really, a little bit of football there in your late-ish May, early June segment. And then rest of June, most of July, you're doing nothing, you're crying. That's what we got. Main thing to keep in mind for dedicated Packers, prospect profiles coming out from the scouting combine to the NFL draft, along with our, our weekly or bi-weekly, by bi-weekly, I mean two times a week episodes. And yeah, it, it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Packer who needs more love is Elton Jenkins. Go out there, buy Elton Jenkins a, a, a happy birthday card. And that's what I have for you. So, as always, thank you so much for listening to Dedicated Packers. I will be back on Sunday bringing you another episode. You'll have to wait until then to see what it is. But until Sunday, and whether they're playing or not, and unfortunately they won't be playing for six months, remember the one thing. Same thing every time. Go Pack Goat!